Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. What do you want to do now? It's been fun so far. Let's just keep it going. How about that? Let's open up our Bibles tonight. To Well, we'll start in Hebrews. Let's pray and hook faith before we go any further. I, I like a lot of help. In fact, is I like it if I don't hardly do anything at all. It's always better that way. <laughs> always better when God takes over. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, we do join our faith tonight, Lord, believing You for utterance and revelation. Lord, believing You that Your Word will go forth in power, Lord, that it will teach and admonish, that it will correct, that it will encourage. Lord, we thank You for Your Word. We receive it by faith. We purpose to hear it, and not only to hear it, but to listen to what You're saying and be doers of Your Word, Lord. And we pray that every good thing that we hear tonight we'll take out of here and we'll use it to bless others and be a light in the world. And we thank you for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Where did I say open up to? Hebrews 3. Hebrews 3. I want to encourage people tonight to be an encourager. Amen. How many know uh, in the world today, whether you're a Christian... Especially if you're not a Christian. I don't even know how a non-Christian makes it. You know, I don't know how they stay encouraged. If you didn't have the hope of God in this earth, I don't know how you make it. Amen? Um, I'm thankful that I don't have to think about that. But I, what I do think about is those that don't. Amen? But also, even as Christians, it's, it's important to stay encouraged. It is important to be an encourager. Not to encourage, to be an encourager. How many know that you could encourage people and never be an encourager? But it probably wouldn't do anything. But if you be an encourager, you'll encourage people just by being where you're at. Amen? It's it's the blessing of the Lord to to be things, not just to have things, but to be things. Amen? We, We are love because He is love. So we immediately get the qualifications and the characteristics of love. So when we decide to go somewhere and operate in who we truly are, we'll make a difference everywhere we go. Amen? We'll talk the right talk. We'll say the right things. We'll be the right person at at every time. We won't just go because we thought it was the right thing to do. We'll go because we know we could make a difference in the situation. Amen? Amen. Those are important things because there's a lot of discouragement. How many have have been discouraged in the last month? By anything. I'm not talking about weeks and weeks. I'm talking maybe five minutes you were discouraged. Huh? If you hadn't, you're great. Sleep on over and I'll wake you up when the service is over. <laughs> All right? <laughs> you know, I was, I was studying encouragement. It was always interesting how God works with me. And he works differently with different people. My mom said, always said I had four kids and I raised them all different. God raises all his kids differently. He knows what they can see and how they can see it. But I was, I was studying encouragement and, and an old, old, old friend from way back before... Before I even went to church, I think, texted me and needed encouragement. Well, I'm getting ready for a service. So I kind of ignored his text. And God stopped me. He said, You're, you're studying about encouraging people. <laughs> I said, Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I stopped for a minute and I texted him and encouraged him. Amen? You know, cause, because it's not, encouragement's not a convenient thing. 
you know what? They, they might not need encouraged just when you need to encourage them. Right. <laughs> you know, you may be busy and they may say, I could really use some encouragement. And that's when you have to be an encourager. Yeah. Because if you're not an encourager at that point in time, you'll have nothing to give. You'll, you'll have nothing for them. You, you'll be lost because you won't have anything to give. But if you are an encourager, you'll always have that Word in you. And it's not just the Word. It's how you give the Word. Yeah. Amen? It's not, just, it's not just quoting off some Scriptures or telling them how many series they need to listen to or go online and download. How many know every now and then a person needs to see a person? Yeah. Right? To hear a person. Yeah. Right? It's a good thing to love one another. And if we love one another, then we'll be encouragers of one another and, and, and people won't be an inconvenience to us at any time. And if they are, it'll be because you need to be encouraged yourself. Right? How many know people aren't an inconvenience? Right? Anybody in here ever felt like a person was an inconvenience? You, raise, you don't raise your hand. I'll raise mine. Amen? I'll raise both. And I repented. I'm okay now. Sometimes life gets busy and you think things are more important than the things of God, I think. And that's just never going to be true. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Where did I say to go? Hebrews 3? Hebrews 3 and 13. It says, but exhort one another every now and then. Daily. Daily. You know, that means that even if somebody doesn't appear to need encouraging go ahead and encourage them anyway it's good practice besides that they can put it in their pocket and save it for later somebody might come up to them and discourage them and they'll say whoa got some encouragement right there huh encourage one another daily in fact he goes on he says well it's called today what's tomorrow going to be called when we get there today so we're not only supposed to encourage everyone daily, but we're supposed to encourage them while it's today. So good news, if you haven't encouraged anyone today, before you leave, it'll still be today. Right. Amen? Yeah. And so you'll have a chance to do so. But, but why would he put this in there if it was not of, of the utmost, utmost importance? Amen? You know, it's, it's easy to get off. People say, oh, I'd never get off. You're thinking wrong. You're thinking wrong because you can easily get off of what God's told you to do or what God's promised for you. you can e- it's very easy for you to get outside and, and get, get out by yourself, if you will. And the next thing you know, the devil's talked you in to wandering, taking a little time to wonder if God still heals everybody. Yeah. wonder if God really can meet my need. How would he do that anyway? That's a pretty big bill. I don't know how you get that money to me. And then you start getting people's images in your head. And you say, yeah, they might give it to me. Yeah. And, and you got, you're doing everything except believing God. And, and you can even get to places. You know, I spend a lot of my day here at the church encouraging people. Not, not people that just call me. You know, every now and then somebody will just come up on my heart. Anybody ever had that happen? And, and the good thing is, is to call them. Right? Call them and see how they're doing. And again, if they don't appear like they need encouragement, encourage them anyway. Yeah. Tell them how pretty they look. Amen. Oh, I guess you're on the phone. You really can't tell, can you? <laughs> well, tell them you know they look pretty because they're part of this church, so they're beautiful, right? Huh? We're the beautiful church. Amen. 
But, but we can encourage one another all the time. And, and it is important because in this day and age, you could watch the news for five minutes and become discouraged. Amen? I, I just stopped. I'm like, forget it. I'm going to watch the Cardinals and football. <laughs> oh, no. Then I'll watch some other shows too. Christian, Christian networks. Leave me alone. <laughs> the Lord says in Hebrews, exhort one another daily. You know, a lot of people go through life and they appear like they're doing okay, especially in church. You know, you can, you can, you can put your church smile on with your church shoes and your church suit. And you can walk in here and you can fool a whole, bo- a whole bunch of the people. But there's going to be a few of them. There's going to be some that are really close to you that no matter how much you smile, no, how, no, no matter how big you make that smile, no matter how bright you think your eyes are, they'll still say, that's not them. Something's not there yet. And they'll stop and encourage you. And that's who we need to be. Amen? We need to be that person that sees that all the time. It is an important part of, of our walk to encourage one another. It's very important. What did he say in the very next verse? He said, For we are made partakers of Christ, and this is 14, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. So why is the devil trying to get you to discouraged? To be discouraged? I got like double words going tonight. Got too many things in my head. We'll go with what's in my heart. Why would the devil be trying to get you discouraged? Because the only way he can stop you is if you do not hold fast to the end. But the verse that the Lord used before this was encourage one another. So what's he saying? He said, your job to make sure that everybody holds fast. It's our job. We should care if somebody doesn't appear to be making it. It should concern us. We should say, whoa, 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 wait a second. Keith's not making it. I need to pray for him. I need, I need to call him every day for a little while, make sure he's okay. And we really do, but no. 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 Keith's making it. Keith's winning big. But, that, but, you know, whoever's in your heart, we need to make sure that we don't let them not cross the finish line. Is that good English? Let them not cross the finish line. Yeah, that, that was good English. Yeah, we, we need, it is our part according to the Lord, to exhort one another to the point that we have no chance of losing. Right. Amen? Which means you're going to do it in love, not just at your convenience, because you don't care as long as they make it. Amen? Right. Uh, love is not a convenient thing. Love just happens all the time everywhere you go. Right. And sometimes it'll cost you gas, sometimes it'll cost you time, sometimes it'll cost, but it'll pay big dividends. Yeah. Amen? Amen? through the person that, you're, that the Lord's letting you work with. Amen? Because God's a good God, and His desire is that everybody makes it steadfast to the end. And the people that don't make it, He's not going to say, wonder why you, do, why you quit. He's going to say, did you have any encouragers along the way? He might ask them why they quit, but He's going to question the encouragers too. Because He gave us a part in the verse before this. Exhort everyone daily. Right? You're only going to come across so many people in a day. But you know what? We can exhort people, the lady at the McDonald's drive through window. You know? I know I, I tip the guy that 
that makes the pizza when I go pick it up. And he said, man, you tipped me. He said, nobody tips the guy that makes the pizza. I said, I do. You just made my food. <laughs> Glory to God, I'm carrying out pizza right here. I'm pretty happy about it. And you know what? When you walk out of there, he's pretty encouraged. Right? There's a way to encourage everyone. Amen? And, and if that's, you know, that may not be the only thing God wants us to do is tip the pizza guy. Although it's a good thing. You get good pizza the next time. I'll guarantee you that. They put your phone number in the I like him file. Amen? Now when I call up, they say, oh, hey, Dave. Yeah, that's me. Encouragement goes both ways. I get very encouraged at that point. Amen? (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. And it's not something we do because we have to do it. How many know anything you do because you have to do it is lacking love? Amen? Anything you do because out of duty, you know, that's my duty. I've got to encourage them. I'm going to have to take this time and encourage them. It's, it's my duty. I'm a Christian, and that's my duty. It's not your duty. It's what you get to do. You know, God purposely put His comfort in you. You know what the other word for comfort is? Encouragement. And He purposely put that comfort in you. His comfort. The comfort He comforted you with, He put in you to comfort others. It says to comfort others that are in trouble. Not Not just people that are hanging out. People that are in trouble. You have the comfort in you to comfort them with. Amen? What, what a good quality to have. But you can't get that comfort out without love because He's the God of love. Love is what it operates through. Love is what it operates by. And, and it won't work any other way. What if, what if I came up to my daughter and I said, well, I'm going to have to do this to you because I'm your dad. It's my duty. I have to. It's what dads do. You know, or I'm going to get you this because I'm your dad. I don't want to get you a car. Don't really even like you. Well, I don't want to give you money for food. Don't really even like you. Right? Or you do everything because you love them. Right? Whether it be correction or whether it be giving to them. It's, still, it's done in the same love. Therefore, it has the same ability to succeed. Amen? When we encourage in love, not convenience, not because they encouraged us one time. You know, a lot of people, they say, well, I remember when I was down, they encouraged me. I guess I better go encourage them. How many know that's not giving? (laughs) That's not, that's trading, right? You know, God never traded anything with you. He gave to you, but He never traded. Amen? He gave you Jesus, which gave you all the ability you'll ever need to do everything that He ever wanted you to be able to do. And we gave Him... Yeah. We got the good end of that deal, I think. Amen? But how many know that in love, that when we do things in love, especially within the, within the walls of a church... Not only should we love one another as brothers, but we have, you know, we're friends. It says in, the, in what Proverbs it says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother's born for adversity. Huh? In other words, we were born to help one another. Not just when everything's going good. It's great to call somebody and say, man, it's going good. Say, ah, it's because the Lord's helping you. That's exciting. Isn't it? You're going to get better and better and better. Man, when you get that call and say, ah, oh, it stinks today. 
things are going bad, people are talking bad, things aren't looking good, and you go, oh, really? Oh, oh what? Yeah, be right there. i got to go. <laughs> How many know that's not? That's the time when we actually are born for? We're actually born for that moment. Anytime you find yourself in front of a person that's having big problems, you're not in the wrong spot. You're not in the wrong place at all. You actually have exactly inside of you what they need to get to the end. Amen? Exactly what they're not there by accident, and you're not there by accident. And we have what they need to get to the end. It's important. We need to know that when they left us, they were still headed for the finish line. Amen? And then they're going to go to the next person, and they're still going to be headed to the finish line. Why? Because they're going to get encouraged by them. And then they're going to stop and be the encourager a couple times on the way to the finish line, getting somebody else to the finish line. Amen? We can be encouraged and we can be encouragers. That's what we are. Amen? And, and, and we get there in twos. Remember, remember uh, Kim was reading that testimony last week, and Brother Moore even said this. He said uh, that testimony about the lady, it was a lady that said uh, she was glad that they both didn't give up, want to give up on the same day. That's an encourager. Right? That's how encouragement works. We never want to give up on the same day. No matter what. No matter how tired you are, you call me, I'm strong that day. The next time I'm a little weak, you're strong that day. God's always helping us. Two, what Brother Moore said from the pulpit right then, he said two are better than one. Two are stronger than one. Why? Because one can help the other up. If one's down, the other one can grab hold and pull them up. Amen? There's always got to be somebody encouraging. That's the strong person. Amen? And if you do it in love, then you'll know what to say, how to say it, when to say it. Amen? And, you know, I was... uh, in the hospital the other day. And uh, when I was growing up, the way you got well, as mom said, you don't get to be sick. Get up, you feel fine. The Lord healed you 2,000 years ago. Get to school. And so I thought everybody could receive like that because that's how we grew up. Amen? Well, come to find out, that's not encouraging to everybody. (laughs) Amen? That's, that, that really doesn't help. Some people say, why are they being so mean to me? I, I didn't mean to be here. You know, they're not encouraged at all. In fact, is they feel less than they did. You know, there's a way to encourage every person. Right? And, and God knows what that is. And we don't want to be smarter than God. Right? He'll show us what to say. He'll show us what to do. He'll show us how to be the number two to their number one. Amen? He'll show us what, what to be to them to strengthen them, to get them through, to head them back towards the finish line. Amen? And, and as we do these things, I'm trying to think what verse I told you to I haven't told you to be at another verse, have I? There you go. So you get talking, don't even know where I'm at. But, it, but as we do these things, well, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm not very strong today. I might not be able to encourage them. You know what? You'll be just strong enough. And, and as you go, you'll get stronger. Yes. Amen? Encouragers get stronger when they encourage. Yes. You know what? When you quit using your encouragement, that's when you'll start getting weaker. Amen? You'll, you'll find, I don't know what to say to these people. You know what to say. Dig it out of there. Pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute. Don't say anything until you do because sometimes they'll think you're crazy. <laughs> right? Tell them, hey, get up out of there. You shouldn't be sick. We don't got time for that. 
only works if you grow up that way. <laughs> so let me tell you that for sure. But we'll have enough. The thing is, a lot of people say, I don't know if I'm strong enough. I don't know if this is my call. Everybody's called to encourage. Everybody's. You know, the, uh, the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in Florida, and uh, Dan asked me to help him load something in the back of the truck. And, and it was way heavier than I really expected it to be. And he knew how heavy it was going to be. Eh? But he picked up one side and I picked up the other. And I know I wasn't being very much help to him, but at least I was enough help to get it in the truck. <laughs> I, think Dan, I think it was a 90-10 proposition. Because I picked it up and it felt really heavy and I felt like quitting. But I had to help Dan. If I quit, it wasn't going to help Dan. Right. In other words, if I quit, he wasn't going to make it. But even with my 10%, if I'd keep going, he made it. And we got the thing loaded, kind of, in the back of the truck. And then he pushed it and fixed it after I messed it up a little bit. Amen? But with my 10%, we always have enough. Never go into a situation and say, I can't be an encourager in this situation. You can be an encourager in every situation. Every time, God will give us a way... To help people. Amen? It's what He does. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Look at uh, Galatians 6. Several different ways in different places in people's lives, but everybody's been through times, whether they've messed it up themselves or gotten a messed up situation, they need encouragement. You know, it doesn't really matter what was at fault. Did I tell you verse verse 1? I think we're one. Yeah. Galatians 6.1 says, Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault. You know, this is a person that got in over his head. It says overtaken. They got in over their head. The devil got one in on them. Right? A lot of people say, well, that's their own fault. You know, They made their bed lying. That's not what Jesus said or the Bible says, is it? Amen? I thank God I didn't make my bed and he made me lie in it because if he would, I'd still be in a mess. Thank you, Lord. And we should be merciful as our Father in heaven is merciful. And he said, if any of you are taken in a fall, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself. In other words, not better than them. Do you know, rarely does somebody help somebody down here from up here. Right? If somebody's in the gutter, where are you going to have to go to get them? Gutter. Right? You know, and... And that's where, you know, Jesus went with the public. He hang out, out with the publicans and the tax collectors and the sinners. Right? right? That's where he found all of us. Right? right? So we were all there, right? So we can, we, can, uh, we can identify. Right? That's where he found all of us. And he's the meekest of all. There's no one more meek than Jesus. He didn't come in there and condemn us. He came in there and saved us. He found us where we were and saved us. Amen? And, and this is talking about a brother that messed up. And it still says, you that are spiritual, and people say, well, you weren't even supposed to eat with them. It doesn't say eat with them. It says restore them. Because if you'll restore them, you can go eat with them. Amen? How I many you know eating with somebody and ministering to somebody are two different things? Although... Eating to me is kind of a ministry. (laughs) 
but <laughs> I digress for sure. <laughs> it says, Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. And it's not just considering yourself and being careful with the situation, but considering who you were, considering who you are. Continue to be who you are and don't go back to who you were. Amen? But, but be certain that you can be in that situation. Amen? Verse 2, bear one another's burdens. Bear one another's burdens. This, this is a big deal because this fulfills the law of Christ. How many want to take on somebody else's problems? <laughs> well, it's not saying that, thank God. <laughs> but it is saying help them, care about their problems, take up their problems with them. Amen? In other words, you can be an encouragement to this person. But it says this is the fulfillment of the law of Christ. Amen? So if we refuse to bear one another's burdens, then we're never going to fulfill the law of Christ. Because this is, this is in respect to love. Think about this. that owe no man anything but to love one another. Amen? And what's that do when you do that? Fulfills the law of Christ. Right? Because, so what you're doing here is you're, you're not bearing their burdens because you owe them. You're not bearing their burdens because you're a Christian and it's just what you do. You're bearing their, their burdens out of love. Amen. Amen? And you're helping them to carry what they could not carry on their own. Amen? You're helping them to get to the finish line. Amen? You may help them to take it off their back and put it on God's back. Amen? You may help them to get somewhere where they can feel comfortable to take it off their self and cast that care. But you're going to help them to the next place they get. That's bearing one another's burdens. And, and when we, it's not, and again, it's not that you owe somebody. You know, somebody comes up to you and says, you know, you need to help me. You can't even bear their burden. You can't help them with their burden because you need to help them according to them. Amen? That's not the way it works. Right? Yeah. Right? Right. You guys with me? Yeah. It, it's, it's the way it works is love does things for people at the direction of God. Amen? And if you're sitting there in, these, in a seat tonight or on TV and saying, see, they need to be bearing my burdens, you're not listening to the whole message. Because one of the ways to get your burdens more is to bear someone else's. Amen? God honors those who honor Him. And what honors Him is doing His Word. And if you do His Word, then things will start coming. It's no different than seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be given to you in His righteousness. Amen? It, it's th- these things are not things we do because we have to. They're not things we do because somebody did them for us. They're things we do because we have the love of God in us. We see a need and the, and the love of God in us says Help them, encourage them, get them to the next place. Do something. Give them $100. Give them $5. You know, a lot of people say, well, if I can't give $100, I won't give anything. Give five. Why Why give five? It encourages people. And people say, I don't have enough to give. If you have a dollar, it will encourage somebody that you you heard God tell you to give them a dollar. There's, there's, it's, it's that 10% rule. You, it doesn't matter how much encouragement you are. It matters that you are the encouragement you're supposed to be. Amen? And, and to bear one another's burdens is to, is to put up with, if you will. 
put up with? <laughs> anybody, anybody ever had somebody that called them all the time? And you got tired of it? And you said, I'm not going to put up with that anymore? Did you check with God? Huh? You know, my mom used to just let people call her all the time. I thought, Mom, what are you doing? You don't have any time to do anything except talk on the phone. And she said, yeah, but if I can help them, I want to. I'm like, well, okay. Okay, Mom, go ahead. Good for you. (laughs) And then I said, boy, I hope that's not my call. (laughs) (laughs) But then I found out later, it's our call to help people. It's our call to help people. Sometimes it might help them to say, you need to quit calling so much. (laughs) It might. Be glad. I'm not saying do it. Hey. That, that wasn't from the Lord. I was just saying, I'm putting it out there. Amen? I didn't say, thus saith the Lord before I said that. But if you encourage them enough, maybe they'll realize you've got something else to do. And they'll be so encouraged, they don't need you to call them anymore. Or they don't need to call you anymore. Amen? <laughs> Woo! Get out of that one. <laughs> Glory to God. This is love. Bearing one another's burdens is fulfilling the law of love because love never worked any ill towards anybody, especially its neighbor. Amen? In verse 3 it says, For if a man thinks he's something, he's nothing. So in other words, if, if you're too good to help, then you're thinking way too highly of yourself. Or if you're looking at that situation and saying, Man, I'm glad I'm not in that situation. You need to realize you could be. Right? You could be. And, and see, that's when, we, that's when we forsake mercy is when we look at a situation and we say, that would never happen to me. And, and there's no situation where you should say that unless you follow it up by the, with saying, by the grace of God. Because every person in this room has the same ability to mess up that every person in the whole world has. Amen? But thank God, by His grace, we also now have the ability not to. Amen? And so, it's, but, it, but it, you don't want to look at a situation and say, the, I, I can't even help them because I can't believe they got in that situation. Once, once the situation's bigger than your love, then you need to use God's love. Actually, what you need to do is start with God's love because it, it only needed an inch to get past our own. Amen? That's why we have to operate in something greater than ourselves, because it's, it's only by God's love that we're going to help somebody out of this situation and we're going to be able to see it God's way. Amen? Remember how many times in the Bible it says without, you know, without this you won't be able to see the kingdom of God. Well, the reason you won't be able to see it is because you're not looking at things the way God's looking at things. Amen? And, and we need to be able to see how God sees the situation. And He sees every situation redeemable. He sees every situation restorable. He sees every person worthy to, be, to, to, to give His life for. Yeah. Amen? Every person. Even the ones that we don't think ought to, His love goes further than that. Yeah. And, and if we'll operate in His love, you can minister to people that you would never want to be around. But His love will take you there anyway. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And it's a good place to be. Because everybody, it doesn't say bear, bear all the good people's burdens. Is that what it says? No. <laughs> because it talks about people being caught in a fault right before that verse. Amen? 
So there's a little bit more to it than we see. Look at Romans 15. We're bearing with one another, right? Putting up with, carrying, right? Devin has to put up with me all the time. Amen? And you know what? Putting up with somebody isn't just letting them be the way they are. It's giving them light so that they can change themselves. You, we can't change anybody but ourselves. But if we, can, if we can bring light to a situation where somebody decides, oh, I don't want to be this way anymore, and I see where the Word of God will help me. Think, think about this. Somebody calls in and, and they, say, they say, man, I don't know if I, if I can be healed or not. And, and I don't, you know, I've been sick for years and I've never seen God heal anybody. And instead of taking some time with them and bearing their burden, I just say, well, we got healing tapes available. You want one? <laughs> Whoa, big love there, huh? Yeah, we can get you right over to the tape department. They'll ship it out tomorrow. You may have it in three or four days. How many know a robot never loved anybody? Right? And how many know that that word is good? And, and that the word you can get in the word spot, it is good? but not given in love. You know, it's like when people say, well, we don't do that. We do a lot of things to get people to the Word. I can't fix anybody, but the Word of God can. But I've got to get them encouraged to get to that Word. Right? Somebody comes in and their life's a mess and the first thing you say is listen to a tape or a CD. They're going to close you off just like that. You've got to be excited about that first of all. you got to say, oh... Oh, good news. I've, I've seen this before. And I know there's an answer. You're already encouraging them right now because they see light in you. And they say, maybe there is an answer. This, this guy's a little crazy, but let me see what he's got. And, and, and you start going through some scriptures and saying, I, I saw this in the Word and I saw this and, and, and God did this in my life and I saw Him do this in this person's life. And the next thing you know, they say, Wow! And you say, oh, and there is a series that will tell you all about it. And if you will listen to that word, and now they're listening to it with a whole different expectations, not because you told them they had to, but because you told them it would help them. Amen? Amen. And, and, and if they listen to it and, and they hear it and, and, you say, and they say, well, I, I heard he said you could be healed, but I just don't know yet. You say, you know what? I know if you'll listen to it again. I know He helped me. I've, I've seen testimony after testimony of other people He's helped. If you'll listen to it again, hear it and listen to it. Amen? It, it, you know, the Word of God's great if you just have it playing around you. But if you've got all this other noise going on and, and all, all these other thoughts in your head, you know, sometimes we need to era- get that eraser. Remember, you had the chalkboards probably... Some people remember the chalkboards where they got the eraser and they erased everything, you know, and sometimes you erase something the teacher didn't want erased because it was like a homework assignment and you forgot about. <clears throat> but she had it written in her book, so it didn't work. But sometimes that's what we need to do before we listen to the Word of God. You've got to get an encouragement eraser and you've got to get them encouraged so that they can wipe everything they thought out of their head so that they can hear what's actually being said in this Word. Yes. Amen? Amen? 
There are so many good series that Brother Moore has put out. And there's an answer for almost everything, whether it's here or on another ministry. There, there, are, there are answers in the Word of God to every problem life will ever, ever come up with. Amen. How many know he's an old devil, old tricks? He's good at the tricks he knows. Don't get me wrong. But we got God. We got God. And if, if we present the Word right and encourage them, get them encouraged, then they can listen and not only listen, but now they can hear what's being said and they can actually make a change in their life that they had no ability to make before. You know, I had a guy call... What verse did I tell you guys to go to? We'll read that first and then I'll tell you about the guy that called. <clears throat> 15 says, we then that are strong, how many know there's always some strong people, right? You got to know that because you know what? When you're going through it, you're thinking nobody's strong. You're thinking I'm out here on my own, nobody cares, and the devil's lying to you five times a minute, telling you that they really don't care. You go, oh, nobody cares about me. He goes, you're right. They don't care a bit about you. Church, they don't even know your name. Only reason they know you at all is if you give. Whoa! Man, it was like a cold breeze blew in when I said that. Huh? <laughs> you know what? Those are the biggest lies that the devil ever came up with to get people from to not receive the love of God. Because the main number one way that God loves people is through us. That's his number one way. His number one way to love you is through someone else. He wants to show you His love through one of His kids. Amen? And if He can get you to believe that none of His kids like you, <laughs> they don't even know you, they don't know what you're going through. You know what you call it, the pity party. Go to your pity party. They don't know. Nobody cares. You know, nobody's even been through a thing as bad as me. You know, this is as worse as it gets. Nobody, nobody's ever dealt with this. That's somebody's dealing with not only that, but ten times more than that. And and if you'd get encouraged, you could go encourage them. Amen. Amen. But but we have to be an encourager to that person first. How are you going to get to that person? The the one that's at the pity party. That's a, I'll go back to the guy that called. This was years ago. He called. And uh, I don't remember who answered the phone, but they said, they said, you know, there's a series. It's like two minutes after they said, there's a series. And, you know, we got it to my office and they said, well, not only is there a series, but God loves you. <laughs> and there's answers. And, 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 and that's the guy that actually said, you know, sometimes you need a person, not just a, not just a CD. And they can't make it without that CD. Don't get me wrong. But our job is to get them to keep going towards the finish line. The CD is going to help them get to the finish line, but i got to help them get to getting to the finish line. And I can't just say, well, this is how we do things here. (laughs) So if you don't like it, you can call another church, call another minister. No! We've got to love these people. We get to love these people. We have love for these people. Amen? Not one person that ever called you or this church or a person in this church for help that you didn't have the ability to help them. 
Amen? And you don't need to pass them off to the church. You don't get all kinds of people who say, oh, call the church. They'll pray for you. Pray for them right there. You're part of the church. You're, you're equipped to pray. And if you come to prayer on Wednesday night, you'll learn even more how to pray. If you come to prayer Wednesday night, learn how to pray. <laughs> Glory to God. Where did I say go? Oh, we're verse, uh, Romans 15, right? Is that where we are? Yeah. You who are strong. In other words, the person that's strong is the one that needs to be thinking about the people that's working. It's not just that you know there's weak people. You need to be thinking. You've got to always have it in your heart. What am I going to do? What, what, what am I going to say? You know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't need to study the Word today. I don't got much going on. You've got something going on every day. Yeah. Right? You know, people say, well, if I can't work where there's Christians, I don't want that job. Well, you're not going to probably have a job, first of all. Right. And you're never going to affect people for the kingdom of God if you don't work around non-Christians. That's right. right? right. How many know if I shine a light up at those, a flashlight up at those lights, it won't show at all? Right? The way to be a light is to actually go in darkness. That's right. That's right. Amen? Where'd we get on that? Strong people going into weak. That's what it was. Yeah, light and dark, strong and weak. I'm, I'm close. I'm in, the same, I'm in the same vicinity. We then that are strong ought to bear with the infirmities. In other words, bear with doesn't mean to, to, to tolerate. It means to help them, to help them carry them, to help them get through. In other words, you got a bag and you're trying to carry it and you can't carry it from here to there. Not you got to get to there or you're not getting to the finish line. Well, then I help you carry it. I encourage you to say, oh, you can do this. You can do this. And we get you to the next place. And, and we use scriptures and we use CDs and we use a lot of things. But the main thing we use is love. Because without love, none of it's going to work. None of it's going to matter. And it has a huge failure rate without love. With love, it has a zero failure rate. Amen? Because the success of it depends on what we use to encourage. Amen? But we have it in us. That's what we have to know. That this love that we have in us has the ability to help any person with any question at any time of any day. And mainly today. Actually, every time it's today. Because that's when we're supposed to exhort people is today. Amen? Amen? Tomorrow, when it's today, you can exhort somebody again. Two days from now, it'll be today in two days. And you can exhort again. Amen? We ought to bear with the weaknesses or the infirmities of the weak and not just to please ourselves. In other words, not the way you want to do it. Right? Not the convenient way. I remember when I first... Oh, I wonder if the Moors are watching now. <laughs> I remember when I first started working at the church, I'd always call to say, well, how would you like this handled? And then they'd tell me how they want to handle it. I'm like, why in the world are we handling it that way? That's the hardest way you could go. Did you know that God doesn't choose the easy way when it comes to helping people? He actually chooses, this is going to freak you guys out, what helps people. Yeah, yeah that's what He chooses. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It freaked me out at the time. I'm like, what? You mean we can't just do it the easy way? 
because that sounds so much easier if I just do this. And they said, no, you need to do this. And I'm like, you mean I need to drive this far, take this with me, and do this for this many days? And they're like, yep. I'm like... And I called someone to encourage me. <laughs> said, I need some encouragement about going to be an encouragement because this, this seems hard. What, what are we saying? It's not at your convenience. It's not the way you want it. It's the way it needs to be. God knows exactly what will encourage them at that moment. It doesn't matter if it's 2 a.m. It doesn't matter if it's 5 a.m. or midnight. Doesn't ma- he doesn't even look at the clock when He tells you to go encourage somebody. He doesn't even think if you didn't have two hours sleep the night before. Yeah, I know. Freaked me out too. I thought God just did everything the easy way. He does the easy way to get people fixed. Why, why is that the easy way? Because it works. Things that don't work aren't the easy way. You have to keep doing them over and over again. I thank God that the Moors were mean enough to me (laughs) to teach me the hard way. And I'm still getting to learn it sometimes. You know, because flesh don't always want to get out of bed or it don't always want to do it that way. It doesn't want to go talk to this person that's belligerent. Right? Right? I remember somebody was making a fit up and then Mrs. Moore said, Dave, go talk to him. I'm like, what? Aren't there people up there that handle these things? She said, yeah, you. <laughs> Thank God that they knew what was in me because obviously at that time I didn't. And see, that's what we're talking about tonight. Knowing what's in you. Knowing what's in me. Because what is in us is the ability to help in all these situations and to encourage this person and get them to the end. Amen? Our number one goal is at the end, we see them. You're there. They're there. Everybody else is there. Why? Because we all made sure that we all made it. Amen? We didn't leave one person hanging. We encouraged them all. We kept them going and got them to where they needed to be. Amen? Glory to God. I like this message. It's a lot different than when I looked at it this afternoon. Look at, that, uh, look at the Romans 15, 1 and 2 in the Amplified. Or, no, I'm sorry, in the message. In the message, this is even better. Those of us who are strong and able in faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter. And not just doing what is most convenient for us, strength is not service, our strength is for service, not status. Isn't that, isn't that a good way to say that? Because you're not, you're, God didn't make you strong so you can show everyone how strong you are. He made us strong through the Word of God so that we could serve one another in love. Amen? So it's, so you, it's never going to be convenient because Dan didn't even ask if it was convenient for me to help him pick up that heavy thing, nor did he tell me how heavy it was. <laughs> he didn't even ask me if I was busy. He said, hey, can you come over here and help me? And you know, I was stupid enough to say yes, because that thing was heavy. <laughs> but you know, my strength was for service, not just to sit there at the table and say, oh no, I'm strong, go ahead. Don't need to show you. Mm. 
call me Mr. Strong most of the time. No, no, I don't need to show anyone how strong I am. I'm just strong. No, you don't need to show them. You just need to be strong. Amen? And then show yourself strong in their life. Amen? And it, 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 you know, I thought that was a really good way to put it. And then if you go on to verse 2, each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can we help? Not asking ourselves, do we have time to help? Right? So, you know, I used to look at the time and I'd say, well, somebody else will have to catch that because, you know, it's uh, Monday night, October. <laughs> I'm guessing somebody else, God's probably got somebody else lined up to do that, knowing that it's Monday night in October in the football game. I don't know that I could be back by eight. Right? <laughs> when... Not when can I help, not if I can help. Not, is that the question? Well, no. How can I help? How can I help? What, what can I do? That, that not, not what time can I do it, what can I do, and is it right now? Amen? A, a person that's truly going to encourage is going to encourage now. How many know when you're discouraged and somebody says, hey, can I come over and encourage you two weeks from today? <laughs> you're not going to be much help, Right? Well, that's the most convenient time for me. I know you're discouraged now, but two weeks from today on a Tuesday night, not a Monday night, there's really nothing going on sports-wise. Huh? I could come to your house, and I just know I could have you hopping in a minute. Huh? But ain't anybody in here wants to wait two weeks for their encouragement, is there? And besides that, how much love, do you, how much love are you going to feel at that point? Ooh, boy, they love me. They're coming in two weeks. They're right across the street, but they're coming in two weeks. Yeah, that 10-minute drive was too much. They had to put their socks and shoes on. That was a whole other thing that wasn't convenient for me, wearing a suit. I said, you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, okay, are you, you wearing a suit? No, well, then you need to go get a suit on. Well, now i got to go home and change out of the clothes I just put on. Yep. <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> do we want it my way or the right way? <laughs> huh? God's way. God has a plan. People say, well, did God tell them to wear Yeah, God told them that people need to wear suits. How about that? And you know what? They're right, because when you go to the hospital and, you, and you're dressed like a minister, people treat you like a minister. That's all I'm going to say about that. I've learned a lot in 15 years. <laughs> I hope it didn't take me 15 years to get it. How can I help? Amen? That, that's our next question. How can I help? We, we are already strong. If you're strong, you're not, your question isn't, should I help? It's how can I help? And, and the Lord may, he may very well say to you, do nothing. He may. I've had God tell me to do that. He said, no, I don't want you to do anything. Why? Because somebody else needed to do it. You've got to be sensitive enough to listen, but, but realize that that's going to be more of an encouragement than you doing it if you're not the one supposed to. Amen? And besides that, at some point in time, you've got to learn that you're not the only one that can do everything too. Right? 
So I remember that's when I, when I did first start here at the ministry, I did do most of the hospital visits. And in a hurry, as the church grew, I realized not only could I not, I didn't want to go to every hospital visit. Of course, the first one I went to, they said, you're not Brother Moore. <laughs> I said, no, I'm, I'm Elisha's servant. <laughs> and Naaman threw a fit. <laughs> I bet Naaman's glad he had an encourager, huh? Huh? Because right after he threw the fit, the encourager came up behind him and said, Hey, you know, you came all this way. Man of God says this. Maybe you ought to take a dip in the river about seven times. After he'd thrown a fit because the man of God didn't come out to the front yard. Right? And then he told him to dip in the river. And he said, I could have dipped in the river back where I was at. But the encourager came up and said, hey, come on, man, you can do this. And he did it. I, I bet you he's so thankful that that person was there that day. What if they hadn't been there? What if they had said, oh, he's, he's naming, I can't. I got nothing for him. They were a lot stronger than he was that day, weren't they? And they bore with his weaknesses. His weakness was that he threw a fit when he didn't get his way. Anybody got that weakness? <laughs> they that one on yeah, good news, you can be delivered from that. <laughs> Glory to God. Ooh, wow. It's only 8 o'clock. Look at it. We've been moving right along, haven't we? Ephesians 4. What we say, how we say it, after we know we're supposed to say something. Right? Sometimes you're just supposed to go. Anybody ever just been sent somewhere? Nothing to say. They just you just needed to go. Sometimes just being there, right? The love of God can show up and fix you without a word ever being spoken. Amen. And so it's not just going; it's going with the love of God, with a purpose to help that person, no matter what it takes. Amen. So so what you're going to say is going to be good communication, right? Look at uh, Ephesians 4.29 in the NIV. It says, Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that that's helpful. Right? An encouragement, encouraging person isn't going to say what they want. They're going to say what's helpful. Right? People say, Well, the Word of God's always helpful. Not if somebody can't hear it. Right? You can spew as many scriptures as you want. And if somebody's not ready to hear them, you wasted your breath and those scriptures. People say, well, the Word of God never returns void. It never returns void. You're right. It'll be back and it'll say, you didn't do it right. <laughs> Let me fix you so I can use this word again. Amen? It says, it says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that's what's helpful for the building up according to their needs. In other words, what do they need? Again, we're going back to what's con- not what's convenient. What do they need? Right. If you're going to be an encourager, you're going to build people up, right? That's what they're talking about, encouraging people, building people up according to their needs. And it may benefit those who listen. Not just, not just say something, but something you know will benefit them. Pray before you get where you're going. Pray before you say what you're getting ready to say. Make sure that person is in a place to hear it. 
And I'm not saying you still won't say it, but God may have you say 15 other things first before you ever get to what you're going to say. Amen? To what He's got for them to hear. Right? It's kind of like those, those CDs. Don't just tell somebody, yeah, we got CDs. You got marriage problems? Yeah, we got CDs. Oh, well, lots of marriage problems can be fixed. You know, I'll get them right to you. You didn't help them. You don't even know if they can receive those yet. Let them talk a little bit. Right? Let them talk a little bit. If they'll talk a little bit, then you can give a little input. Then you can say, now listen to them. Hear what they say. Do what they say. Works every time. Confidence works every time. Word of God works every time. It works every time people hear it and believe it. Amen? Glory to God. Look at Hebrews 10. And we'll probably close right in there. Hebrews 10. There's no telling how much I can talk on Hebrews 10. but Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 10, verse 24. We're encouraging people. Number one, or this way, is to consider one another. How to encourage them, provoke them. But you've got to consider people. You know, we, we can't spend our time considering everything else and not considering people. Love always considers people. And this says, consider one another. So I got to consider, I got to be thinking about people. Right? I can't just be thinking about how I can get my job done, how I can go through this the best way I can, and if I can just get through this message and nobody throws tomatoes at me, I'm in great shape. You know, we can't just think about we got to consider people. It's kind of like when you are coming up with a message. You're not just coming up with a message because you want to preach that message. You're coming up with a message because you've considered people. And you know what? I do get to hear what's going on in a lot of people's life. And you know what? Discouragement is a big deal. And so I want to be prepared every day to fight that discouragement in their life. So I've got to consider them. I've got to, I've got to have them on my heart, them on my mind, them is what we're thinking about. We need to, as a body of Christ, think about, consider one another. We need to go in the restaurant and consider the waitress. Right? If, if you'll consider for just a minute. Think about it. Let's just go with the waitress. Consider whether she's doing a good job or a bad job. So she comes in, she's a little cranky. But we're considering her. wonder what she's been dealing with today. wonder how many people didn't want to pay their bill because she didn't serve them the right food. Yelled at her because she didn't give them the right fork. I just tell them to give me one that fits the most food on it. I just want the big fork. Big fork, big spoon. Guess what I want? Big plate if you can. They'll have to go back for seconds if you get the big plate. But but you have to consider her before you can put her you can encourage her. Amen? And and that's what it says. It says consider a, consider one another to provoke one another. So I've got to consider what, what's going to excite you, what's going to encourage you, what's going to build you up, what's going to light your fire. Amen? Because if we continue to consider one another in that way, we'll always be looking for the things to say that's going to take you to another level that gets you to the end. Why? Because I don't know everything that's going on in your life, but God does. 
So if I consider you first, if I put you first ahead of me, yeah. amen? amen? It's a big deal, isn't it? That's right. Love is not selfish at all. That's right. Love's not selfish at all. It's always putting others ahead of itself. Amen? And so if I'm considering one another, if we're considering one another, we're always looking for a way to help each other, to get each other to the next place, to get each other. At the end of, at the, end of the whole thing, what we want to do is turn around and we want to say, look, everybody's here. Everybody made it. Everybody got here. Isn't that what Jesus said at the end? He said, I've kept them all. I've kept everybody you gave me save one. But he wants us to save all. Amen. Glory to God. And, and we got to provoke one another and keep each other stirred up all the time. Amen. Um, look at it in the Amplified. It says, let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another. Hmm. That puts a whole different responsibility on being a Christian, doesn't it? You know, I thought I just got to get saved and make it through this earth and go to heaven someday. And God wants us to actually do something. Whew. It's kind of like the Moors when I got here. Man, I just thought I'd hang out, help them every now and then when I had to. Oh, my tie not good enough? Sorry. <laughs> it's a good thing I got help. I got to get encouraged that my tie's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. Where was I? Oh, yeah, kind of like the, the Moors. They wanted me to do it the way God told them to do it. Right? Not just the way I wanted to do it, the way God told them to have me do it. In other words, they were watching over y'all. How are they doing it? They were sending me to do it the way they knew it had to be done to actually work. Right? It's important. And, 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 and they had to consider the person or the people to even have this thought. You, you can't just sit back and wait for it to happen and then wonder why you don't have an answer. That's what I used to do on every test in high school. Right? Went in unprepared, cheated, and made it through. Wait, are there any kids here? That didn't happen. Strike that. <laughs> I've, I've grown up since then. You know what? It's just honest. I didn't do good in high school because I didn't try. Because I didn't care. Right? If what you don't care about, you won't do good at. If you don't care about helping others, you won't be good at helping others. Amen? And, and what you do care about, you'll take the time to put your flesh away and you'll put yourself in a position to be a help. Amen? And, and, and as I grew and, and got to see some of the things they told me to do and actually how they worked and that they worked. Because, you know, you're thinking, well, you could just do this, and if it, if it helps them, that's great. If it doesn't help them, they just don't want help. Well, that's not true. They want help. How many people ever in here needed help and didn't want it? Nah. Right? You guys didn't want help? I want help. When I need help, I want help. Amen? And, and, and for me to say, well, if they don't receive that help, they just didn't want it. That's not love, and it won't go anywhere. So I would have been better off to do nothing than just to do what was convenient. Amen? 
But, but if we'll do, if we'll begin to consider one another, if we'll begin to consider, be attentive, take continuous care in watching over one another, studying how I might stir you up. You know, just thinking about that. You know, what, what's Mr. Craig? What, what stirs Mr. Craig up? You know, he just likes talking about this. If I talk about this for five minutes, Mr. Craig, he'll be dancing. I know him. But, but I had to think about that, didn't I? What? You have to have somebody on your heart. You have to think about one another. And you know what? You're right. The pastor can't know everybody in the church. know, But that's why we have a body of believers. Somebody knows what stirs you up. And that somebody needs to consider you. We need to consider one another at all times. How can I encourage them? How can I stir them up? They look down today. What, what can I do to bring them back up to where they could receive from God and get to that finish line. What, what's our number one goal? Go back to Hebrews 3, where we started. 3, my notes are all a mess. 3.14 or something like that. 13. Shoot, never going to find it there. Leave that there. Yeah, yeah. What am I going to do to stir you up? I'm going to exhort you daily. I'm going to exhort you daily as, as, as I need to. Not may not be you that. It may be you today, them tomorrow. You may be exhorting who I exhorted yesterday. But we're going to exhort one another. Even if we're encouraged, we're going to exhort one another so that, that we can't get caught off guard by the deceitfulness of sin. We won't get caught off guard and, and bring ourselves down to that level where we say, I don't know if this God thing works. People say, do people really say that? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they really do. They get to a place where, you know, you know, I know I believed everything that you guys taught when I first got here, but none of it's happening. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's not time to say, that's time to say, hey, sure, come on, let's talk. Let's talk. What's really going on? What's really going on here? And you know what? If you can get that person to the next place, amen, if you can encourage them that day, and get them to the next place. And, and the next day they run into Dwayne downtown at the supermarket buying chocolate candy. And, and, and they say, and Dwayne sees them and he says, he says, man, things are going good for you? And he says, they say, well, it's and he says, oh, they're going to go good. Man, I can feel it. I just know the Lord's helping you in this. You're going to make it, brother. And, and he gets them to the next place. And the next thing you know, at the end of it all, we all look back and there they are. They made it. They made it to... How many people have had to have somebody encourage them to get where you are today? And we're all going to need that encouragement. But we've got to decide to be that encourager. Amen? And, and then, the, at the end of it all, the, they'll hold fast. We won't lose them. And I'm not saying lose them to the church. If, if they leave here and they go and do more for God from here than they did when they were here, that's great. But don't leave and tell me that God thing doesn't work. Amen? Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. He's helping us. He is helping us. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I'm encouraged. I'm more encouraged now than I was when I got here. Because when I got here, I was like, well, I wonder what God's going to do with this message. Because I'm kind of counting on Him. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want me to say much. Amen? But when God shows up, he, show, he puts out exactly what we need to hear that would encourage us, that would, that would encourage us to be an encourager. Amen? You know, maybe you missed it today. Somebody came up to you, was having a bad day. You said, yeah, I'm having one too. See you.
Did you, <laughs> did you know that having a bad day is not an excuse not to encourage someone else? In fact, is if you'll encourage somebody during your bad day, you'll find that you came out of it encouraged. Amen? God is good, and He has that good plan every day of our lives. He plans for us to intersect with people every day. Every day. You'll, whether it's by phone, whether it's somebody sitting next to you in the car. You know, you may just drive by somebody on the road, never talk to them, but pray for them. Say, Lord, just encourage them today. Send people into their past to help them. Did you know you were just an encourager? Why? Because you opened a door for God to use somebody else. We've got to be considering all the time what we can do for one another. What we can do for others. Because as we do, then we'll find that we have open doors into their life that we didn't have before. You might have an open door into somebody at work because you've been so encouraging to them that you're now the only person they'll talk to in their time of trouble. And then you can tell them about that Jesus that helped you. Amen? The one that pulled you out and, and delivered you and filled you with the Holy Ghost and took you to places that you never knew you could get to. Amen? Glory to God. You got a song? Baby.